Morning Cross Point Church. Happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, my name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors at Cross Point. It's great to be here with you this morning. Thank you, Graf family, for uh, helping us out with the greeting this week. It's good to see you guys. And, um, you know, today I'm, I'm here at Johnny V's Classic Cafe in West Dallas. Uh, this is one of my favorite spots to eat. Just a great environment, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to open up their dining room again soon. A very unique place to eat. Good food, good prices, good people. And uh, I've been here many, many times in my life. This place has been here a long time. And um, one of the things that I remember about Johnny V's, a few years ago, uh, I came here with a good friend of mine, Zach Alexander. You guys will recognize him. And they have this very unique dish called the King of Johnny V's. And it is a ton of food. It's like, I don't know, eight or 10 eggs, I think six or eight huge pancakes, toast, hash browns, bacon, sausage, ham, all this. And if you can eat all of this food, then you don't have to pay for it. And Zach got this crazy idea that he wanted to be the king of Johnny V's. He's like, I can do this, Dave. I can do it, I know I can. And so he ordered it, he was super excited. Look at him. He's, he's excited, he's enthusiastic, he's confident. Well, this is Zach a little further along into the meal. And he, he, at this point, he asked me to pray for him uh, because he wasn't so sure he's going to be able to finish. And then just a few minutes later, here he is again. And you can just see he, he's not feeling great about his life anymore. He's wondering why I didn't stop him from making such a foolish decision. And uh, he's wondering what's going to happen now. Uh, now that he's decided to eat all this food, well, it was, that was a, I, I miss I miss coming to places like this with Zach and and uh, others of you who have shared lunches and breakfast and coffee with over the years, and hopefully we'll get we can get back to coming to places like this very soon. Uh, they are open for takeout, and uh, they have like I said, you, sh- you know, we want to keep supporting locally owned businesses during this time, and Johnny V's is a great place to support. They're a staple cafe in West Dallas. Come on out to Johnny V's sometime this week. And uh, I think you'll be happy you did. I want to thank them for opening up their place to me. Um, today, we are going to uh, we're going to talk about moms. What a surprise, right? And I know that Mother's Day is hard for some women, and um, and I can appreciate that. And not everyone gets to be a mom, uh, but it is appropriate for us to recognize and honor moms on a day like today. Because moms are a gift from God. And whether you had a good mom or a bad mom, uh, moms are important to who we are as people and who we are as a church. And I want to let you in on a little trade secret as a pastor. One of the uh, really important parts of my job, a big part of my job actually, is figuring out what it is that God wants to say to us as a church every single week. What, What is it that God wants to tell us right now? That's a question that I wrestle with often as, we're, as we prepare series and as, as I decide what to preach on from week to week. I spend a fair amount of time praying and reading God's Word and asking God, what is it that you want me to say? Um, maybe you thought I just had a dartboard in my office and I was just, you know, I had Bible verses on this dartboard or, or Christian subjects or, or books of the Bible and I would just throw a dart and hey, there we go. That's what we're talking about this week, but that's actually not how it happens. Um... This week, however, I took a shortcut. I decided that I was going to just go to my wife. I went to my wife and I said, Vic, um, if there was one thing that uh, you would like me to preach on this week, what would it be? 
and without hesitation, she said, I want you to preach to kids on how to honor their mom and dad. You might be wondering, well, wow, how, how did she know? Did she have some special revelation from God? Why was it that she said that so fast? <laughs> Think about it. All right, it's not hard to figure out. Our kids struggle to honor their mom and dad. I'll bet your kids do too. And it's been quite a few years since we looked at uh, one very important command that God gives us numerous times throughout his word for kids. And that's what we're going to look at this morning. We're going to talk about honoring your mom and how important that is and why we should do it. This is one of those things that as a Christian, it's really simple to understand, but it's really hard to do. That kind of sums up the Christian life in general, doesn't it? Uh, but this is especially true of what we're going to talk about this morning from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1-3. through three. And before I read this, I'd like to pause just a moment to pray, and I'd ask you to join me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you are with us during this difficult time when we are waiting for our lives to return to some sense of normalcy, but when we are also... Um, thankful for what you've given us and how you've provided for us during uncertain times. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in our community, how you're using us to, to love our, our community and to show people the love of Christ. We ask that you would continue sending us to people who are far from you, who need the hope of Jesus, uh, and that we would continue to spread seed and scatter seed of the kingdom, of, of your kingdom, God, of your gospel, your good news, that Jesus has come and he died for our sin and he rose again to give us peace with you. We pray, Father, that you would uh, be with me as I share this message today, that your word would be clear, and that you would uh, encourage our moms today and encourage our kids and our dads to honor them the way that we're called to do. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. By the way, I don't know if you can hear that, but there's a little bit of background music today uh, along with the message, so you're welcome for that, I guess. And uh, Hopefully it won't be a distraction to you any more than it is to me. But uh, here's what we read in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. This is from the Apostle Paul to the churches in Ephesus. And he said, Children, obey your parents, because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on the earth. Now, I want to speak to the kids. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you can understand me, I hope you will understand what we're talking about today. This is for you, okay? Kids uh, in ancient, in the, in the early church, in the first century, kids were expected to be present in the worship gathering uh, when this letter was read. And that meant that, um, you know, people in the church, they didn't really own buildings back then and meet in large spaces. They met in homes, the early church did. And there would have been... A small group of you know single people and uh, and families that would have been gathered and, and couples that would have been gathered together for the reading of the scriptures and, and the reading of this letter from the Apostle Paul who actually planted uh, some of the churches in Ephesus and these people would have gotten together regularly for food and uh, to encourage each other to worship together to sing together for teaching and the kids were all part of that so when when Paul writes this letter to the house churches in Ephesus he doesn't say, hey, tell the kids they need to obey their parents. Instead, he speaks directly to the children. He says, children, wherever you're gathered, honor your mom and dad. And he, gives, he doesn't just tell you to do it. He, he explains why it's important. He gives three reasons in this passage why you should obey 
and honor your mom and dad. The first thing he says is because you belong to the Lord. You belong to Jesus. Jesus died for you. He died so that you would be his and so that you would be united to him and so that you would become like him as one. Uh, that means that's what it's like to be in Christ. We hear that phrase all over the New Testament, to be in Jesus. You belong to him. That's what that means. And because of that, because you're a disciple, a follower of Jesus, you need to treat your mom and dad with honor. Uh, the second thing he says is it's the right thing to do. Every culture everywhere, every society everywhere, no matter if you live in Africa or you live in the United States or you live in Australia or Iceland or wherever you're from, it's people believe that it's right to honor your mom and dad. It's, it's, it's good to do that. And then finally, he gives a very specific promise, that, and this comes from, of course, the Ten Commandments from the book of Exodus. When this command was first introduced, it's actually the fifth commandment that Paul is quoting here. And he says that if you, uh, if you honor your mom and dad, things will go well for you. Your life will be better if you do this, and you will enjoy long life in the land that God has promised to give you. So what that basically means is that if you... If you take this command seriously and you honor your mom and dad, even when they mistreat you and even when they're being unfair, if you show them respect and honor, God will give you a reward. He'll give you grace. He's going to give you what you don't deserve. That's what grace is. It's, it's, it's God giving you mercy and, and God giving you more than what you deserve. So the bottom line is it's really important for all of us, no matter how old we are, myself included, to honor our mom's not just because we want something from God, but because we trust God, because we trust God's word. And that if we do this, God is with us. He's, he's, going, to, he's going to give us grace. It, it's in, you know, honoring your mom and dad shows other people that you belong to Jesus. It shows us that you have a Jesus heart. That's why it's important. Now I want to be clear about, about something else this morning. And that is, what is not commanded for kids to do. Because sometimes we read a little bit more into the Bible than what is intended, than what, than what the writer meant to say, so, or what God meant to say. So here's what, um, here's what is not commanded for kids. Kids are not commanded to love their parents, right? You're not commanded to feel affection for your mom and dad. You can't command a person to feel something like affection or desire. How can you tell a child to love an abusive parent? You can't, you shouldn't do that. And that's, so that's, and that's not what God is doing. Um, kids are also not commanded to trust their parents. Some parents aren't trustworthy and it would be wrong or foolish to trust, to trust your parents. You're not commanded to admire your parents. We have to acknowledge that some parents are evil and we shouldn't want to be like them. We shouldn't admire them for what they do. Uh, we're not commanded to agree with our parents. I mean, parents, believe it or not, parents can be wrong. My wife is never wrong, but other parents can be wrong, right? So let's make sure that we understand that this, isn't, this doesn't mean we have to agree with our parents. Parents can be wrong. And finally, we're not commanded to take our parents' advice. Oftentimes, it's very wise to take your parents' advice. They've lived longer than you. They've experienced so much more than you. They're more mature than you. And so it's good to take their advice, but you don't have to take their advice. If you feel really strongly about something, um, just remember, uh, there's always going to be a consequence for your actions. So the central command here 
that really rises to the top of all the other things that Paul says in this passage is to honor your parents. Honor is the key word. And honoring your parents is a choice. Okay, it's something you choose. It's a moral choice. It's something you choose to do. You choose to show respect to them. Uh, you choose to speak well of them, even when they're not around. Even if your parents, even if you feel like you have bad parents, even when they mess up, it's important for you to honor and respect them. And this also includes uh, older, um, older people like myself to care for my parents when they're older, to provide for them if necessary, to look after them, to remember them, not to just move on and, for, and, and you know, forget about them, and, but to remember them and to reach out to them and care for them as they grow old and their, and their needs become more real than my own. So I want to be more specific though. How, how, how can kids today honor your mom? Well, the first thing you can do is you can get a tattoo. And your mom probably will love that, especially if it's like a big heart tattoo right on your shoulder. All right, I'm just kidding. Don't get a tattoo. That's probably not a great idea. And if you're going to get a tattoo, you probably should ask your mom about it first. Um, but that is actually a way some people honor their moms, and I guess that's okay. But more important than that, here's some practical ways you can honor your mom. Number one, you need to listen to her. I know it's hard sometimes, but it's really important that you listen to every word your mom says. Uh, another thing you can do is you can remember your mom. Remember that her job is hard and that she has a responsibility for you and that she cares about you and sometimes she worries for you. And so when you see your mom working hard, when you see your mom getting stressed out or if when you see your mom is sad or when you see that she's tired, write her a letter. Writing her a letter is one way that you can honor your mom. Tell her how much you appreciate her and how much you love her. Another thing you can do for your mom is pray for her. Our moms need prayer. Uh, they need God's grace every single day. And, and one way that kids and young people can honor their mom is by praying for their mom. You can respect your mom. This is really, really important. And one way that we show respect to our moms is we don't argue with everything that they say. Even if we disagree with them, even if we don't, even if we don't like what they're telling us that we can't have or things that we can't do, it's important that you, you don't argue and, and try to persuade your mom to see things your way. It's important, it's more important that you respect her. Respect her decision, <coughs> respect her opinion, even if you don't agree with it. Because that is your number one priority as a younger follower of Jesus. Uh, another thing that Paul says specifically we can do is obey our mom. Obey them right away. Don't wait till it's convenient for you. Don't obey and, until, it's, uh, until, you're, until you're tired or don't want to do it anymore. You obey right away and as much as you can with a good attitude. That's really important and that's one way we show our moms honor and that's one way we encourage our moms. And then finally, and this is a really important one, another thing you can do to honor your mom is to forgive her. Your mom is a sinner, right? I mean, I'm a sinner. We all have fallen short of God's standard and God's glory. And it's really important that when our mom hurts us or hurts our feelings or wrongs us in some way, that we forgive her over and over and over again. It's something that God has called us to do. And it's the best way for us to live as followers of Jesus is to forgive our moms. So I, I know, I, I can remember what it's like to be a young person 
and uh, to struggle with my parents about certain things. And, and I know it seems like your parents are always telling you what you can't do and always telling, telling you what you can't have. And sometimes it feels to you like it's their mission to take all the fun out of your life. But, but check this out. God is talking to you, kids. And that's really important because it shows that God honors you. God values you. God prizes you enough to speak directly to you in his word because you, no matter how old you are, you are important to God and to what God is doing in the world. And that means that you're important to, to me. You're important to our church. Your life is precious to God and God expects you to worship with your family and with God's family. And because you're valuable to God, you are valuable to our entire church. And, and that means that it's really important to me and everyone else that you honor your mom and dad and that you treat them with value and respect. And honor really means to prize something and to cherish something. And I want to show you what I mean by this. And this is just a simple thing, but um, my son has um, some possessions, not a lot, but one of the things that he pri- that he cherishes as a, as a young man is his Legos. And he has lots and lots of Legos and he loves doing Legos and putting together sets. And usually when he's done with them, he will set them aside in his room on his dresser, on a shelf, on, on a, you know, on the wall. He has them scattered all over his room, and he likes to set up these little stations or cities or display these different scenes with his Legos and stuff like that. And he's very careful with uh, what happens to those Legos. He doesn't let his sisters use them. He doesn't want to lose any. He always um, keeps them in a certain spot. Why does he do that? Because he values. He attaches value to Legos. Not everyone does, but he does. And so he treats them differently than he does most of his other possessions. And that's how God is asking us to treat our moms. He's asking us to set them apart as one of our cherished possessions and to treat them accordingly, as if our moms have this, um, this very high value. And they do. They do. They're a lot more valuable than Legos or anything else that you have. And so we need to treat our moms with honor. Now, I, I'm not... Um, I'm not just talking to kids today because dads and husbands need to understand that it's also our role to honor moms. And specifically in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, um, Peter wrote this to the churches he was writing to. In the same way, you husbands must give honor. There's the same, it's the same Greek word, honor, to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Dads, it's really important for us to understand this, that the way that we treat our wives and our kid's mom will definitely shape the way that our kids treat her. Okay? Do you honor your wife? Do you honor your kid's mom? Maybe you're not married anymore. Do you still honor your kid's mom? Because the way you treat her will shape the way that your kids treat her. And it's very important for us to understand our calling as husbands and as dads. And that is this, that God has called you to live with your wife in an understanding way, showing honor to her. And that's the man that God calls you to be. Husbands, we would all do well to think long and hard about this question. What must it be like to be my wife? It's really important for us as husbands to listen 
to our wives because when we listen to our wives we begin to understand her and we begin to understand what it's like to be her and we can begin to empathize with her and be in a better position to honor her and to serve her and and let we all know this that you will never understand your wife until you learn how to listen to her that's that's pretty much common sense our problem is that we're afraid if we ask our wife too many questions or open the door to her sharing how she really feels she might say something we didn't want to hear and and asking good questions to your wife that invite her to reflect on how she feels and what she really wants feels like risky business because it might cost us but you know what that's okay that's what it means to love your wife like like Christ loves the church loving the church cost Christ everything and loving your wife will cost you everything as well but it's totally worth it it's totally worth it to give yourself to her in full devotion and sacrifice uh, and, and simple questions like what do you mean by that can you give me an example uh, how can I help you with this those types of simple questions can open up your relationship with your wife it can build trust and 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 strengthen your marriage because you're designed to know her you are designed to know your wife and to understand her and she wants to be known asking her questions is completely worth it and here's something else that you should know about listening listening is not a gift some people think li good listeners are born with it with a gift but that's not really true being a good listener isn't something you are or aren't listening is something that is learned and practiced and developed Listen to this great quote. Life-giving conversations are those marked with talking in great depth about a few things. Life-draining encounters are filled with talking a little about many, many things. So the next time you're on a date with your wife or you, you have some alone quality time with her, notice how many times the subject changes. And don't be afraid to go deeper, to dig deeper, to spend a little more time talking about this or that. Because listen to this, the more the topic of conversation changes, the less listening is going on. Listening well to another is a great way to honor someone. Here's another great quote from Henry Nouwen, a New Testament scholar. He said, the beauty of listening is that those who are listened to start feeling accepted, start taking their words more seriously, and start discovering their own true selves. Now think about it, there is something very special about good listeners because they make good friends they make great friends in fact I have friends who are good listeners and friends who aren't and I need them both I need them both in my life but there's something about my friends who listen well that just energize me when I'm around them they just they just I feel like when I'm when we leave my life has been recharged I have people in my life who are more interested in talking to me than listening and those relationships are generally exhausting and that's not to say it's not worth it. I love those people, but it can be exhausting when they do 90% of the talking and you're doing 90% of the listening. On the other hand, when someone takes a genuine interest in your life and they are great listeners, you feel refreshed. Isn't that true? You've, I'm sure you've experienced that. And, and my best friend is my wife. And I, this is not a cliche. She really is my best friend. And one of the reasons is that she is a good listener. She's a better listener than I am. In fact, I don't want you to think that I've mastered this in any way. I'll probably hear from her later on today. She's probably going to say, that was a really good sermon. You should listen to that again. 
And uh, the truth is, she knows me and understands me because she listens to me. And she observes me and she thinks about me and she cares about me. She makes me want to be a better listener, which will make me a better husband and a better dad. So to honor your wife means to prize her and to esteem her as exceptional. And at the end of Proverbs, we're given a stunning portrait of the excellent wife. Beginning in verse 28, we read this in Proverbs uh, chapter 31. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. So what, what the writer's saying is that you should treat your wife, you should treat your mom as one of a kind, as the best in the world. You should treat her that way, as if she is the most prized woman in the world. And even if you know she's not, you should treat her that way and make her feel that way. And here's what he says to end the entire book of Proverbs. Here's what we read. This is so powerful. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Listen, listen, friends, the world is not going to recognize, much less praise, a godly woman, a God-fearing woman. So who's going to do it? We are. We need to praise them, and we should do it publicly. So husbands, I want to ask you today, are you honoring your wife? Are you leading your kids in honoring your wife? Are, are you? Here's what that looks like, practically. Are you taking the lead in raising your kids? Or are you letting your wife do all the parenting? That's one huge way you can honor your wife, is by taking the lead in disciplining and instructing your kids. When, when your wife gets emotional, do you patiently listen and counsel her and pray with her? Do you praise your, her, your wife in, in private and in public and talk about you know, how great she is and what she's done uh, that has made a difference in your family? Are you the first to apologize when you guys get into disagreements, I'll say? Do you include her in decisions, especially important decisions? Do you support her in, the, in her ministry, in her spiritual gifts, in, in her service that she gives to others? Do you find ways to encourage her in the way that she, ways that she's serving our local church? You know, Christians are standing out today for a lot of different reasons, and, and some of those are good and some of those are, are bad. But do we stand out for the way that we honor our women? I, I want to stand out for the way I love and honor my wife, the mother of my children. That's not normal today. Here's what's normal. Normal is being stressed out because we're so busy and have so much to do and we don't have time to get to know our wives better. Normal is a lack of communication with your wife. Normal is, is getting bored with your wife and then looking at some other woman for satisfaction. Normal is using my wife to get what I want. Normal is letting my wife set the tone spiritually. Normal is coming home from work and letting my wife do all the parenting because I have had a long day and I'm tired. Normal is complaining about my wife to my friends, or even worse, to my kids. Normal is competing with my wife for control. All of that is normal today, and it's not working. I don't want normal. I want to be different. I want to stand out. I want a household that's healthy. I want a marriage that lasts. I want a marriage that stands out so that when other people see the way I treat my wife and the way that my family treats my wife and they hear the way that my wife and I talk to one another they start asking questions like what's different about you guys 
what do you guys have? And then we can just say, it's Jesus. I want my kids to see Jesus in the way that I talk about my wife, in the way that I talk to my wife, in the way that I honor my wife, in the way that I honor their mom. So my challenge this week to all of you dads and kids and to all of us is to honor mom. And I want to share with you some of our kids this week who decided to do that. We love about mom. Loving. Caring. Hard worker. Supportive. She's very creative in all she does. Happy Mother's Day! Um, why do you love mama so much? Because I wanted to be a ma my mama. Because you want to be a mama? Yeah. Because she's your mama, that's why you love her so much. What does mama do really, really good? What is she good at? Cooking? Exercising. She's really good at exercising? Yes, she is. Micah, what, what do you think mama's really good at? I just said exercising. You said exercising, is that it? Is that the only thing mama's good at? Uh, no. No? What else does she do? Does she make you guys dinners? Yeah. No. No? Yes, she does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Fiona, Hi. do you love your mommy? Yes. What do you like most about mommy? I like them most. Do you like cuddles and hugs and kisses from mommy? You like when she makes you yummy food? Yes! <laughs> Do you love your mommy so, so much? Yes! <laughs> Can you hug the phone like you're going to hug mommy? Oh! What do you appreciate about mama? About, about her giving us hugs and kisses. We love you, mommy! I like my mom because God made her and she's perfect. I like my mom because she does everything for us. We love our mom. What do you love about mom? I love that um, she hugs me goodnight and that she made me. I love that she made my little brother. What do you love about mom? Okay, Kobe, why do you love mommy? Because she makes peanut butter jelly. Are you thankful for her? Yeah. All right. Tell me what you guys love about her. I love to snuggle her up. Very tight. What else? Oh, uh, love scooching with her. You said doing homework, too? And I love to sit with her when I do homework. The end. Now, what do, do you like you doing love? bike rides with I her? What do you love about her, Leo? Leo, can you answer the question? Okay, Marley, what's one thing that you love about mom? I love her really much, and I like when she plays something with Dax, what's one thing you love about mom? Uh, uh, because, because she pushes us on the swing. 
Okay. And Dylan, what's your favorite thing about mom? Uh, I help Anything else? Uh, okay. Say Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day! Because she's so nice. Is she? Yeah. I love you, Mom. Aww. Why do you love Mommy? Because. Does she do things for you? Yes. Jonah, why do you appreciate Mom? Um, I appreciate her because she's nice, um, and she lets us buy stuff when we don't need to, and, um, she makes good dinners. So, Haley, why did God give us moms? God gave us moms so that their children could have a godly example um, because children depend on and look up to their mothers. So if the mother is godly and teaches them continually about the Lord, they're most likely to follow in her footsteps. Okay. What do you love about mom? Mm, I love to go to dates with her, like to Panera and stuff. What else? Um, I like to play games with her. Mm, I like to play outside with her. I like to play tennis with her when she gives me math. Yeah. And writing. I love mommy because I, um, because why? I don't know. What do you love most about mama? I love playing with mama and my Addie. And your, your, your sister Addie? Uh-huh. Can you say happy Mother's Day, mama? Happy Mother's Day, mama. I love you so much. Have a great time. And at this time, I'm going to ask you to stand. I know some of you are standing up right in your living rooms or wherever you watch, and uh, we do that too. And it's a way for us to, um, to remember that we're in this together during this time. And I'm going to give you the benediction this morning from Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 19. Please hear these words. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I look forward to seeing you soon. Have a great Mother's Day and a great week. We're praying for you. We miss you. Please be praying for us. We'll see you soon.